All right. So, hello. Welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today we have Alex Cork back on the podcast. Welcome back, my friend. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, we saw each other yesterday at a training because that's what we do as principals now. We do. We 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 travel around the state, um, checking out the various conference centers. You know. That, that's right. That's right. That one yesterday was nice. That Bridgeport place was was sweet. It is my. I think my personal favorite is uh, in Weston, down at Stonewall. That's uh, always good food. Always okay. uh, a good time down there. That's in that's in our neck of the woods down here at BU, uh, and we go to church in Weston, so we are around there a lot. Yeah. Cool, man. So, just recap your yourself a little bit, a little, little background. You've been on the podcast before, just but for the new listener, um, just a little background about yourself, and we'll get going from there. Yeah, so this is my uh, second year uh, as the principal of uh, Tucker County High. Um, I am uh, a native West Virginian, uh, WVU grad, um, originally from um, Doddridge County, another West Virginia county, and I've been over here. This is my ninth year here in the county. Um, we've got a, a really good school here, and uh, it's an, an honor to, to lead this building each and every day. Yeah, and I mean, Tucker County, man, what a... COVID, I feel like changed y'all's county, you know, with all the people buying houses there and stuff. And you can't even find land there anymore. I was looking on Zillow. It's just, it's crazy how people just want to come vacation there and, and be there. It's a unique place. You know, when I get asked about it, uh, it, you know, it's almost hard to describe where you've got uh, this super high value um, area uh, in the the tourist area. You know, you get these thousands upon thousands of visitors. I think, don't hold me to this, I think it's the most popular state park, Blackwater, in the, the state. So you get all of these tourists come through, but at the same time, it remains this kind of small mountain town uh, and just a, a really unique place. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a reason, and we benefit from this. People come here, and they like it so much, and they want to stay. And I'm kind of in that position, you know. Uh, I came here just uh, to teach social social studies, and, and, you know, I've been here nine years, and uh, it just kind of it hooks you in. Uh, but with the national forest and stuff, we're already limited with land. And, you know, we're just we're fortunate to, to be here. Yeah, no doubt. And I remember in our first podcast, you were talking about how like the kids at your high school come from two different middle schools. And it's really the first time they meet and come together. Yeah, that uh, that that is unique because the uh, the communities are you know they're they're different uh, up there. You've kind of you've got the the Parsons area, which is you know I would describe it as your kind of standard West Virginia town, and then you've got the the Davis Thomas community up there. That's kind of this this tourism uh, community, and they're 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 unique. They're different in each other, uh, and these kids you know they might interact through maybe if they play like league sports and different things, uh, but for the first time when they enter the uh, the school at the high school level and they're actually going day in and day out with other kids you know they're getting to know each other and so it's always really interesting to kind of sit back and watch those freshmen because they're building those relationships you know and, and actually unfortunately for some i think it's a struggle because kids change relationships you know mm -hmm. hey we were friends throughout now i've got this new group that maybe i didn't know before and so you know just like in any high school maybe it makes it a little more uh complex because they have different uh different friends that they can meet but they're still in that adjustment period for high school yeah that's 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 cool because our kids here come from one middle school so they they don't change their friend group i mean they can obviously in high school but it's the same kids coming yeah. to uh come to the high school so year two how's year two compared to year one 
for you? How's that going? You know, I think the the it, it's been uh, it's been better. Um, not that last year wasn't good in any way, but you know, when you come in, and I think I talked about this last time, you've got this list a mile long of things that you're going to change, or you want to change, or that are going to be your initiative, and then you get into the the real deal, and you're like, okay, so maybe I can accomplish a handful of these. Mm-hmm. And you know, but what you're trying to do then is in that first year, even if you can't accomplish everything on that list, you're trying to lay a foundation to where the the foundational principles the foundational pieces of your um your goals and where you want to go they're laid out so you don't have to redo that again you've got this foundation to build up on uh and so you're not reinventing the wheel uh maybe like you were trying to do at the beginning instead you've already laid what you want to do and you're just kind of tweaking it up on your your view and that's been better it's been a uh, a lot more smooth, and I think we're getting there. And sometimes you just have to step back and look at it and say, we're not going to get there overnight. Um, and if we could get there the overnight, it's probably because you know we're not we're you know not doing enough to try to become the the best school we can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what are your like? What are your big ticket items at your school? What are the things you really want to get done this year? Um, you know, I not I wouldn't say so much that you know we're going to accomplish it this year. But what we want to do is, you know, we've got a culture here of competitiveness. Um, you know, we this is a, a community that um, values athletics tremendously. You know, I'm a I'm a sports guy. Um, I enjoy them tremendously. Although uh, I was never good at any playing them, uh, playing any sports, but I'm a, I'm a huge fan. And so instead, what we want to do is we want to take that culture and we want to build it to where it's we're not just competitive on the athletic field. You know, we've got a a state football playoff team. Um, We've got two basketball teams that, you know, um, we're we're certainly hoping are in the the state tournament. We've got a a growing volleyball team that's getting better each and every year. Um, You know, in my time here, we have a girl state uh, track championship. And so let's take that. We don't just want to be the best on the the field. We want to be the best in the classroom. And so what we've kind of done is we've taken, you know, we've, we've looked at some other schools that are kind of regionally competitive to us and kind of uh, like us. And we, we put that out in front of the kids. You know, here's where we ranked when it came to math, what we ranked when it uh, came to reading. You know, we're maybe, let's say, if we look at those schools, maybe we're fifth on that list. Hey, we beat those schools athletically. Let's go beat them academically. And we want to change that to where we take that culture of we want to be the best and we don't just want to be the best in one thing. And those that are successful for us, we want to recognize them. You know, one of the just a simple thing we've done is we put a, a banner of every kid who meets English and math scores. And when kid when people are coming in for different mm-hmm. events or at the school, you know, those kids are the faces right across from the trophy case. There's an academic wall and mm-hmm. that we want to be be competitive, uh, competitive in every aspect. And so um, that messaging has been kind of out there. We post our SAT scores now, how we compare nationally and statewide across the building. Uh, we want to own where we're at and we want to want to build up to that. Um, and again, it just comes back to we want to be the best in everything. And we're going to we're not going to get there overnight, but that doesn't mean we're going to we're going to quit trying. We're just going to keep at it until you know we become as successful as we believe we can be. We want to be the best at everything. I love that. And that competitive piece is so good. Is that something you, that's obviously that's, that's natural to you because you're, you're pushing that at your school and you're leading that. Yes. That's that's unique. That's so cool. That's interesting. 
Yeah, you know, I, I always tell people I'm probably the most competitive person who didn't really play sports because I realized I wasn't very good. And so I, I didn't want to, you know, draw back the, the team. So instead, I'm going to I'm going to give it my all from, you know, rooting on supporting everybody that we can do. So I'm extremely competitive. Uh, and, you know, that luckily for me, and maybe that's one of the reasons I, I love being here so much is because that attitude is certainly within, you know, this community. You know, you look at our, our basketball record. Of, of sending, you know, um, teams to the state tournament. This is a, a community that prides itself on on competing athletically and winning athletically. So instead of, you know, I think there's some people that would look at that and say, well, you know, the school's secondary, sports are sports are first. You know, why should we? Um, we're never going to, you know, be there with them. Uh, instead of looking at it that way, I want to look at it and say, well, why can't we do both? Why can't we win there and win um, in the, the classroom? Let's take it all uh, competitively and let's just do it all. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, because I speak, you know, for us here at BU, it's the same thing. It's our, when you walk into our school, you see athletic accomplishments and all that. I love your idea of the academic accomplishments because we're a school, we're academics first uh, so i'm going to definitely relay the message to our people here because that is that's i haven't heard of people doing that have you seen other people do that i haven't seen other people do that um to, to some degree uh you know I, i've stolen some ideas and modified them for um, uh, my school i've got to give um mike kelly at herbert hoover um some mm -hmm. credit i think that's kind of uh, just some of the ideas that they've they've kind of taken um and you know as he was describing what they've got down at, at herbert hoover i was just kind of stepping back and it was like wow that that's what we have we have we have a, a winning community who maybe just kind of looks at winning athletically and it doesn't just have to be that way. It can be in all aspects. Yeah, I love, at, we were at that WVSLN conference and he was talking about that at, at, at Hoover and talking about challenging his staff and his students in a positive way of here's where we rank, here's where we wanna be ranked. Uh, because I think that's important that we know what we're pushing towards. And I think sometimes, sometimes that gets lost in public school. What are we trying to do? What are we here for? Are we here just to monitor discipline as principles, right? Are we, or are we here to try to move the school forward? Yeah, you know, the, the one of the other things we've kind of done is, again, stealing from Mike, is we we started this year, we gave the, the PSAT to um, all grades, um, 9 through 11, and, you know, okay. we, we were afraid that that was going to be perceived as somehow, you know, more testing, more testing, and that's not what our intent was at the in the slightest. What our intent was, was, hey, you know, if you are, if you're a coach and you decide that we're not going to have practice, mm -hmm. um, or we're just going to go out there and we're going to play this game. We're going to play game one. You're going to stand on that sideline and you're going to go, oh, wait a second. I have no idea how these guys are going to be. They may go out there and they may, you know, compete or they may go out there and they may absolutely flop. You don't know. And so that's kind of what we felt like we were doing with our SAT scores is we would give it to these juniors their 11th grade year. And you're just kind of sitting down here in this office and you're like, hey, I, I'm really hopeful they do well. I don't have any you know, clear data that's in line with with our mm -hmm. academics. 
even estimate where we're at. And so we wanted to change that and really part of we, we're going to take that and set that up to where there are goals. Every kid sets goals based upon each one. So, you know, it's almost kind of looking at it like a sports uh, viewpoint as well. You know, maybe in your freshman year, you shot whatever percentage at the free throw line. Let's try to increase that. You know, what would you shoot from three as a sophomore? Let's increase that as a junior. And just kind of taking that and building upon, you know, uh, a, a culture of improvement uh, and accomplishing goals. A culture of improvement. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's, that's, that's what we're looking for is let's get better every year as a student, but then also let's be better as a school. And how do you feel your kids respond to that when you, as you've rolled this out and talked to them about that? You know, I, you know, I think you could look at it and there's certainly, there are kids that I think are bought in. There are kids that aren't bought in yet. I think that that's one of those things, kind of what I was talking about earlier, where when you first roll it out and you're kind of, you're hoping to accomplish everything in year one or year two, um, it's almost impossible to do. But if you, you change that culture to where that attitude over, you know, four years of a kid that's here four years, that that becomes the norm and uh, that it, it, it takes time to where we have to further ingrain it. So I think if you have anybody bought in right now, if you even look at our PSAT data, our most bought in group this year was our freshmen. Well, mm. for them, that's all they know. That's just what we do at Tucker County right. High School. And, you know, um, and I think it will take time, but that doesn't mean that you give up on those that are seniors or juniors this year. We're still trying to to hook them in. I think it's just a little bit easier of a task for, you know, those that don't know any different. Uh, but we're trying, you know, so to catch as many of them as we can. Yeah. And I mean, you guys have been very successful athletically. You're go making you're going forward academically. Uh, you know, at your school, how do you how does your staff build relationships with their students? Because that's something we're working on here big time. Like we're trying to build that positive relationship between staff and students to so they the students can be more successful. You know, we're extremely fortunate. You know, I um going to uh, Doddridge County High School, we were um, less than 400 kids. We're here. We we float around almost exactly 300. Um, we are that to me is the perfect number for a school and we're so fortunate with that if there's one thing uh, that I have to uh, just make sure that I, I get in here and that is I commend my staff so much on those relationship building pieces with kids you know I'm um, my, my staff they know these kids they they're you know they're, they're starting with conversations about how their evening was um, you know what's going on they know the families and they're able to check in on those kids in just ways that you know larger schools would struggle to do and they go out of their way uh, to build those relationships the kids respond to them I I would venture to bet that every kid in this school could name some person if you in seconds as soon as you ask them about you know name a staff member at Tucker County High School that cares about them I venture to bet you, every kid would have something instantly uh, that they know that there is somebody here that cares about them I can walk down the hallway um, you know most of the kids I can call them you know by name uh, and we're so fortunate with that I, I'm going to put the credit back on the staff because I truly don't have to do anything that's just been the culture since I've been here that's one of the reasons that you know, I've kind of uh, fallen in love with it, but that is, you know, in order to get that, you know, some people look at that and say, well, they're wasting educational time in checking on the, the kids' lives and building those relationships. I mean, if you think back to, you know, coaches or teachers you've had, 
you respected those people as people first. You knew that they they mm-hmm. cared about you. They mm-hmm. may call you out on it, but they knew that you knew that they cared about you. And so that's an investment. When those kids walk into that classroom and they know that that teacher cares about them, then they're more willing to a learn from them, b not give them disciplinary uh, troubles. And mm-hmm. so it's such a an important piece to lay that groundwork. And and really the the best thing to do, uh, the the only way to do it is just interact with kids mm-hmm. and take a couple minutes to where you know you get to know them in person and build that over the course of the class. Absolutely. So your your people have great, your teachers have great relations with their students. Talk about the, the process you use to get feedback from your teachers, because I know that, that's something we're working through with the WVSLN that we're going through. Um, how do you go about that? Because that can be different in different schools. Yeah, so again, that that kind of small nature does help us tremendously. Um, but you know, when you the one thing that I'm committed to, and I, I hope my staff would perceive this, is I don't think that there's anybody unless you know I'm absolutely busy. I have about as open door policy as you possibly can do. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to hear from every single person. You know, even um, if I don't always agree with you, I want to hear it because there might be something I'm missing. You know, they're the ones that are in the trenches. I'm not in the the classroom day in and day out. And so, you know, I'm I'm willing to help solve any problem that that are, uh, comes about in our school, but I need to know that. And so, you know, we have a weekly staff meeting where I always conclude um, with, "Hey, is there anything I need to know about?" And I always use the phrase, "Is there anything I can help you with?" And my leadership team, uh, we meet on Mondays, we do the same thing. "Is there anything I need to know about? Is there anything I can help you with?" And, you know, I've got people that are, are coming down here all the time. I welcome that uh, because, you know, if you go into, I'm going to go into an office, I'm going to shut the door, I'm going to run the big picture of the school, they're out there, you, you're you absolutely encapsulated and you have no idea what's going on out there. Because again, we have to look back at ourselves and say, we're not in the trenches anymore. Um, these The teachers are the ones that have to go and build those relationships with the kids, educate the kids. My job is to put them in the best position to be able to do that. And I can't do that if I don't know what's going on out there. So come tell me, let me know how I can best assist you. And that open door, you know, communication, you know, I try as much as possible just to float into a room um, and check how, you know, hey, is there anything, I haven't talked to you in a while, anything going on, Uh, but just knowing that they can A, trust you and that they don't, you know, it's not something that they have to to schedule an an appointment with and uh, that they they can share their concerns with you, that helps tremendously. Hmm. So do you go through, you go and try to walk through each teacher's classroom just to pop in at least everyone for during the, the school year? Yeah, I mean, you know, I certainly, you know, my goal, and it's hard, I mean, I'm sure you guys experience the same thing. My goal is to be in every classroom at least every other week for a walkthrough. But even oh, wow. more than that, it, you know, I, I would like to say, and, you know, there's sometimes I'm sure I'm off, hopefully it's mostly on, is that, you know, I hopefully at least get to communicate with every teacher at least once a week, whether it just be, hey, how you doing in the hallway? You know, um, what's going on here? You know, and, and in that staff meeting, I guess that that pretty well covers everybody, because at some point, you know, they have that opportunity where they know they don't even have to come to my office, that I'm there in front of them. And I think, you know, even if we don't have the most um, detailed or the the longest agenda in a staff meeting, that opportunity to present your concerns and your ideas is still, they know it's there and I, I think it's helpful. That's awesome. 
man, thank you for taking some time to come on and talking with us this morning. You're a busy man. I'm a busy man, but you're, you're coming here and giving us wisdom. And I just always appreciate your, your wisdom and your, we text and man, I, I lean on you for, for ideas and for support for sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Um, if there's anything I can do, uh, to help you all. And I know you've been the same way and, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to take two schools and we're going to continue to make them better. Absolutely. Man, you're, you're a good man. I appreciate you. Yep, absolutely. Thanks.